If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Straight cash, homie. We talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We talking about practice, man. Rockage misses the technical. And a technical foul on Rasheed Wallace. He's gone. All right, so this is... What, what are we doing? Uh, hi, what's your name? Mashu. Hey, man. Uh, nice to see you. Nice yeah. to see you again. It's been a long day without you, my friend. You know they wrote but that song before Paul Walker actually died? Oh. Yep. Oh, well, that loses all significance. I was singing that to you because I, um, unlike Paul Walker, have risen from the ashes. <laughs> um, he's just been fucking lazy and staying in the ashes. It's a it's a sobering reminder that not everyone comes back. No, exactly. But I have. You have. See, um, I've been on a bit of a um, spiritual journey trying mm-hmm. to. Um, I don't know if you've heard, but there's been this this terrible disease getting around the world, and everyone's been trying to avoid it. It's called uh, genital herpes, <laughs> and I've um, rampant at university campuses. I've been locking myself down, trying mm-hmm. not to catch that shit. Nice. Mm. And that's gone well for you. Yeah. Yep, all clean, all good. Back, get back on board. So let's go. All right. Back on that horse. Let's talk about sports. Yeah. In particular, basketball. Excellent. In I... particular, United States basketball. There's only two things. In particular, NBA basketball. Funny you should say that. There's only two things that I've watched on TV in the last uh, two years since this uh, pandemic, and it's mm-hmm. both three-letter Perhaps. acronyms, BBWs yep. and NBA. So let's talk about the latter. Although I could talk about BBWs for quite some yep. length and girth, um, but let's go NBA. Let's go NBA. Now, since we've last spoken, mm-hmm. there's been a fair bit of a shake up in the league. Um, the Lakers in the off season. Let's just scale it back about six months ago. Mm-hmm. They were uh, getting pretty cocky. Mm-hmm. They swung a trade for Russell Westbrook, future Hall of Famer. Yep. And um, I really wish we were recording back then because I fucking called it that it would go to shit. Oh, yeah. LeBron was very cocky. Oh. People were on Twitter saying, oh, you know, you're a bunch of old has-beens. And he's like, keep that energy. Yeah, yeah. Get back to me when we're winning the West. Well, you're not winning the West. You're fucked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You're, you're going to be really lucky to make the play-in tournament. And I, for one, love it. I <laughs> love watching excellent. them suck so much. It's wonderful dick. news. I'm not even... Uh, it's, it didn't work last time we did it. No. What was the other time we tried that? Uh, it was pre-bubble. Yeah. And who was it again? Um, yes, 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 yes. Oh, I've had a massive blank here. We're it was rusty. when he first got to the Lakers. Yeah. He tried to GM everything. Yeah. Um, then he they, tried to planker. Yeah. He tried pretty, to planker himself. Pretty much. What's really funny is the things that they're lacking, like just even average defense, they gave all the way to get Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Like they didn't re-sign Alex Caruso, who's gone to the Bulls and has been locking and people down. A little down. cult hero, you know. He's one of the guys could, that could actually help people that hate the Lakers become... Not a Lakers fan, I wouldn't go that far, but Lakers adjacent? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You mm. can respect them. Because yeah. that dude gets out there and plays hard. Exactly. Um, but you got LeBron, and, I, I, and I, I've got a history of hating on LeBron. And, and again, I'll say it, he's the second best player of all time, but... Um, the people that defend him at the moment are saying, well, he's 37 years old. He's about to win the scoring title. And then you say, but he doesn't get back on D. He cherry picks all game. Like mm. when there's a turnover, he throws his hands in the air and just stays the other side of half court. Let's, let's his team go four on five. And then when you say that to people that defend him, they go, oh, but he's 37 years old. Well, hang on a second. Whoa, 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 it's whoa. okay to be 37 years old and score a lot of points, but, you, but when he's not playing D, all of a sudden he's a bad 37. Yeah. 
He's come on now. I I did see that they they had this thing up about um more points than Kobe, more rebounds than Rodman, more assists than Stockton, not Stockton, but like Chris Paul or someone maybe. Yep. Um, and something else. And then, and then someone underneath the first comment was, and less rings than all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's... It's a longevity thing for him, isn't it? Oh, mate. Like, he's going to get every record, but... Yeah. It comes down... If, if How you measure LeBron's success really depends on how you measure success as exactly. a player. So, to me, it's, it's championships. Yeah, absolutely. But, and I think you measure someone's... If they've had a higher peak... More mm. than a longer length, like the longevity. So it's yeah. peak. It's peak v longevity for me. Oh, and yeah, you look that's... at Jordan too. And when he turned forty, he was playing at the Wizards when he was thirty nine, forty. Mm. And people say, yeah, he didn't make the fucking playoffs either. But did you see the fucking team he had around him at the Wizards? Yeah. He didn't have Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook. These guys are all Hall of Famers. Dwight Howard. Mm. I know a few of them are washed, but they were still they're still Hall of Fame players. Um, Michael Jordan had Kwame Brown and I don't know who else, <laughs> fucking just a dumpy team and watched Jabari Parker or someone like that. They had the worst, he had the worst supporting cast and he was still going at the averaging 20 points and I think he played 82 games and played lockdown defense at 40. Yeah. Whereas Jordan's, I mean, whereas LeBron's just, uh, I don't know. It, it's very frustrating, but it's also great to see. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, since we last spoke, we've seen a lot of young teams take the leap. Mm-hmm. Teams that are, I thought were, weren't going to be good for another year or two. Case in point, there's two. One, well, there's well, there's actually three. One oh, well, from the east. Don't make it technical. <laughs> I'm just going to say Cavs. Yeah, Cavs. Yep, perfect. Let's start with them. All right. Um, I think they've probably taken the most unexpected leap. When mm-hmm. you look at the other team, I was going to say was Minnesota, but they've also got a couple of number one picks. They have got Cat and Anthony Edwards. So yeah. you would think if you get if you're picking first in a couple of years, not so much in a row, but close together that eventually you would see benefits and they're seeing it this year but the Cavs they <laughs> got like doesn't someone have like three first round picks in, oh Philly yeah <laughs> they, they did well didn't they yeah they did great yeah yeah they've only got one left <laughs> yeah. oh actually no they're all no because um, Simmons is gone Marco Fultz is gone Nolan's Noel yeah well he was number four pick oh, and um, <laughs> oh, um yeah um, oh I've forgotten his name uh, Jalil Okafor Okafor yeah um, they were terrible. It's only Embiid that they really hit on. Yeah. Um, but the Cavs have been incredible. They have come out of really nowhere. I thought they were going to probably finish about eight, nine, or ten. And at the moment, they're in the sixth spot in the East. Yeah. So they're um, not in the playoff, um, not in the play-in tournament kind yeah. of range at the moment. But um, I think the guy's going to win most improved, or probably should win most improved, is on that team. Garland, um, Garland has been incredible. Mm. He's uh, turned into a he's keeper status now. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's like um, I, when he started the year, I thought it might be just an early season fluke. Mm. And I watched a few games recently, and he's like a um, he actually reminds me a little bit of Chris Paul, but probably scores a little bit scores more sometimes. More, yeah. um, so he's he's looking really good. And then they got they are. We trashed a little bit in the off season, the Cavs, because they basically just had centers and point guards. Yeah, they had Colin Sexton and Garland. Sexton's been injured all year, right? And then they had like five seven seven footers. They brought in Laurie Malkinen. Yeah. Um, they drafted Evan Mobley, and they already had Jarrett Allen. So everyone was like, "This team's so clunky; it's not going to work." Yeah. But they kind of scaled it back. They've done the old twin towers thing where Allen, Malkinen, and um, Mobley all play together. Just rotate, and that is it, they've they've been really. Well, Malkinen plays the three, does he? He's been playing the three. Yeah, He's right. been starting at the three at uh, three spot. So especially after uh, Sexton got hurt. Yeah. So 
Yeah, the Cavs are the the real surprise packet for me this you, season. You know what I did like about Cavs was their bench duo used to be like the Minnesota dominating duo in Rubio and um, Love. Yes. Oh, that's great. If you can get that as a backup, that's gold, man. Well, yeah. Well, that was probably underrated in, mm. in a lot of people. A lot of people didn't really look at how how good the vets were on the bench for them. Yeah. So when, you know, you got your young guys at start and then you got guys like Love and Rubio on the back end of their career coming in, um, you know, they, they actually, when you look in hindsight, their team was pretty well constructed, really. Mm. Um, you'd be pretty happy with the West, uh, how the West is going with Phoenix. I don't, I don't know. Clinched. They've already clinched. Clinched. They clinched it a while back and Mate, doing it without awesome. CP3. Yeah. Um, for for well, the last half of this yeah, season. You've got to put that down to Monty, though. Monty yeah. gets those guys ready. He has. And he's done a really good job developing guys. And he, he's brought the dude back. I, I have been on record on this podcast trashing Cameron Payne as probably one of the worst players in the NBA for years and years. And he has come out yeah. the last two seasons with Phoenix and fucking killed it. He was the worst player in the NBA. Didn't the players vote him the worst player? Yeah, in about the NBA? three years ago it was. It was when he after he left he was at he drafted by OKC and then he went to Chicago, Chicago yeah. and had probably the worst stretch of games I've ever seen by an NBA player. But that's now been superseded by um, one of the guys on the Portland Trailblazers called CJ yeah. Elby, who is the worst fucking he he would be a bench player in the QBL. Really? CJ Elby. Terrible. There's an interesting analogy about being the worst, at least you still get noticed. Yeah. So, remember that car show with the, those British car guys? Yep. Um, Top Gear. Top Gear. Yeah, thank you. They actually went and tried to find tried to find the worst car, and one of them picked a Datsun Sunny. Yeah. Just because there's nothing about it that's interesting, good or bad. It's just a fucking car. Yep. You know, so you get that- Notoriety. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, at least being the worst, at least you're not Tony Snell. Just one of those run around have fun guys. Exactly. Your name's in the league now, right? Exactly. Yeah. You, yeah. You got that um, recognition. Yeah. Even if it's bad, that you you still got name name That's branding right. basically. And the best thing that for him is that he's actually found a, a system that works for him. Yeah. And now they go, oh, how's his turnaround been? Yeah. Exactly. That's the um, thing about NBA players though, too, man. Is that if you're that fucking good to crack it anyway, if you look bad for one team, it could come down to system. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that can can jump from team to team, be terrible on one team and fucking world beater the next. Mm. But the Phoenix look to me, I don't want to go off too early like I do on my wife, but <laughs> I'm going to have to say that they look, they look really heavy favourites to me. Yeah, I think a lot of the West have got uh. a few holes now. Steph's, oh no, sorry, man, Touchwood. Cheers. Steph's hurt now, and that look, I think they're covering up the severity of that injury. Mm. I think he. He could miss time into the playoffs. Yep. He'll be right for next year, but he, I think this year's in real jeopardy for him. And Clay's showing some signs, but he's not back to his best. Um, Denver Denver are still missing a lot of pieces. They, they lost Porter Jr. this year, and they've had no Murray. They've got to work their way back. Um, Joker's been fucking awesome, but... You They're know. still sixth. Yeah, exactly. Um you know the team that's been real, real scary this year, and the team that's made the probably the biggest leap outside of Minnesota and Cleveland have been the, the Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah, they're the real fucking must see league pass team. Yeah, Ja Morant <laughs> does shit that is yeah. just hasn't been seen. He gets he gets um, compared a lot to Iverson, and I've got to agree. Yeah, the dude has been that fucking exciting. There's nothing better than seeing a a small dude dunk on big dudes. Yeah, I mean you're a big dude. Yeah, but I'm a small dude. So when you see like guys that are barely over six foot just fucking cranking it on dudes who are seven foot, mm. it's pretty fucking fun. I and Memphis are just, they've got just a real deep team. Um, guys like Desmond Bain have come from fucking nowhere. Bain, yeah. 
How interesting is um, Grizzlies turnaround from grit and grind only three years ago? Yeah, exactly. It's actually something being fun to watch. They were, they were putting clamps on people, stopping people from scoring 80 points, yeah. and now they're scoring 120. <laughs> yeah. um, I, know, I know it's a new and exciting way in the league, but they've, um, they've turned it around really well. And again, their coach is fairly unheralded to the point where I've fucking forgotten his name. Yeah, me but, too. Um, but he has done a fantastic job. And he, you know, they employed him on very little fanfare. I think he was like an assistant in yeah. a few places. But he wasn't a big name coach. and um, But he's got them traveling so well. Their other real smart move was they traded for Stephen Adams. Now, Valanchunas is who they gave up. He was a really, he's a really good center. Taylor Jenkins. Taylor Jenkins, that's it. Yeah, that um, just came to me. Yeah. It's amazing how that just came <laughs> to you. Um, and one of the most underrated um, skills for a big man in the league is setting screens. Finger back. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is setting, setting screens. And fucking Stephen Adams is the best screen setter in the oh, league. You watch some of those offenses, and this is not Stephen Adams, but some of those guys setting screens, they're just going through the motions. They're yeah. not even screening anyone. No, they're screening thin air half the time. Yeah. They're just running to a spot and just going through the motions of the running the play in their head without actually executing the play. Yeah, what's that dude from Boston? That screen no one? Oh, yeah. Um, well, Ennis Canner does it a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, Stephen Adams has just been an incredible pickup for them. He, he averages fuck all points and, and, and averages the amount of rebounds. Um, that's fairly average for league um, terms with rebounds and stuff like that. But when it comes to screens, he... You just say he averages the amount of rebounds. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of in terms with the amount of rebounds yeah, average in the league. league. <laughs> yeah, I got real fucked up then. I was at average about six times. But he is just... He's this freeze jar and, and Bane and all those dudes up um, really well. So, no, the Grizzlies are, are probably the the team that no one wants to play in the playoffs. But I think your Phoenix Suns, Mash, mm. uh, looking the goods, mate. I'm excited. I think... Well, I was excited last year. Yes. Oh, they just folded. Yeah. I um did they go two nil up in the finals? Yep. And then lost four yep. two. Yep. Yeah, that was a stunner. It was like CP three went missing those last few mm. games. He really did. He's um, got out hustled by uh Holiday. Yeah, Holiday had a really good end to that se- series. Mm. He started off terrible and ended up uh outplaying CP three. But I think they'll change that this year. I think um Booker's improved this year. Aiton is playing a lot better than he was last year. I mean, he had a good year last year, but Aiton is probably encouraged, oh, well, not encouraged, uh, motivated is the word. Well, they've um, been there before now. They've got a taste. Yeah, and, and Phoenix, for some fucking reason, didn't re-up Aiton. So he's a restricted uh, free agent this off-season. Yeah. Um, and Phoenix can match any offer he gets, but he's been playing a, a lot more aggressive. So he's going he's gonna to get a monster fucking deal oh, yeah. from someone. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I think Phoenix are, the, are head and shoulders above anyone else at the moment. The East is really fucking tight. I don't know who to pick out of the East. I, the Heat are probably the toughest, most mentally tough team. They're leading at the moment. I don't trust Philly because I don't trust James Harden, but mm. they've still got Harden and Embiid. That's probably a, one of the yeah. hardest one-two punches to defend in the league. Milwaukee's still got Giannis. Um, he's still probably the best player in the league. And then you've got um, Brooklyn, who are sitting in eighth, but that's because half their team's been missing most of the year. If they get all those guys back, they're going to be a fucking tough out as well. Like, if they finish eighth, then they play Miami in first round. And that, you know, if that mandate's lifted in New York, like they're saying it could be, they could have Kyrie back on deck, oh. Durant, all those dudes. Do you it, reckon that's why Harden left? Just got sick of that stuff? Well, I, you, 
He always wanted to play for Philly anyway. He always wanted to, apparently. And I do remember um, the team, one of the teams that he really wanted to go to when he was still at Houston was Philly. Yeah. Uh, and he and Daryl Morey are fucking bum buddies. Yeah, that's right. From Morey, Houston. From Houston. Morey loves him. As soon as Morey got to Philly, all the rumors were, oh, he'll end up in Philly. Because they were really tight. They're boys. He, Morey brought in that analytic basketball purely because it fed Harden the ball. And Harden <laughs> become a fucking, what, two-time MVP or something? So, yeah, they're boys. So, I'm not surprised he ended up there. But it's... um, But then again, the hottest team in the league right now is Boston. Boston have been winning fucking yeah. games left, right and centre and blowing good teams out as well. So, the East is going to be... I think for years it's always been... The West was probably deeper. most Sometimes the yeah. best conference. But I think this year the deepest conference is the East. I, I don't know who's going to come out of there. I'm pretty confident Phoenix will come out of the West though. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think, yeah. Oof, I agree. Now, MVP. Oh, this is a tricky one. This is a tricky one. I don't know who to... Uh, I think it's a three-horse race. Mm-hmm. I think you've got Joker, Embiid. Three oh, horses. Maybe Giannis, but they haven't really performed as well this year. His stats are right up there. Um, I think it's going to be a battle of the two big men, to be honest. I think um, Joker and... And Embiid with the two main vote getters, the the darling of the voters will be Ja Morant. Really, the media is really pushing for him because I think they're, are they second in the West at the moment? Second, they're second yeah. or third? Second. Um, I think statistically he's having a great season, not anywhere near what those other guys are doing. But I think the fact that he's really lifted that team into contention he'll mm. probably get a few votes so I'll probably think the the, the four main vote getters I said three but I think four will be um, it'll be between Giannis Jar, Embiid and Joker and I think Embiid will get it really yeah I think Embiid will get it yeah I don't I, care either way they they kind of share it around hey because you know, I mean when you if you're really fucking looking at it Jordan should have won about fucking ten of them yeah um same with Kobe, should have won a few, even though I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan because I'm a Lakers hater. But yeah. Steve Nash got one. He, should, he shouldn't have got two. <laughs> yes. He should not have got two. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they'll share it around. Joker was last year. I think Embiid will get it this year. Even though it was really funny, um, last week there was a um, Denver played Philly in Philly, and that was touted as the big matchup of the two MVP oh, candidates. Smashed them. And Denver beat them f- fairly easily, although it wasn't entirely because of Joker. Bone, your boy Bones Highland come out and he oh, had yeah. fucking 20 Smashed points it. in the yeah. third quarter. He yeah, was, yeah. I love that dude. Yeah, I he's he, awesome. He is fucking buckets. He actually reminds me a lot of, because he's so fucking skinny, of Jamal Crawford. Yeah, right. Um, who used to just come out and just instantly fucking hot off the bench. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, but Bone, Bones killed it. But yeah, I, I still, yeah, I think Embiid will probably win MVP. So that's my pick. Who's yours? No, I'll go Joker. Go Joker. Two in a row. He's probably my favorite player to watch because in the league. Because there's no one there. Like he's doing it. He won it last year with. Yeah, Murray Smiling was there. And Porter were there. Yep. And this year they're not. Yeah, that's true. And they're still maintaining. And that is, that's a really good point, actually, man. I didn't even really think of that. He's actually probably had a better season this year as far as a valuable player. Yeah. By dragging that team. They were the number one or two seed last year. But yeah. you lose two all-star caliber players. Like, that's their big three. And two of them are fucking out all year. Yeah. So, exactly. yeah, I can understand. I can understand Joker getting it again. Yeah. I, I, but I think they'll probably but share it. But again, you could drop a blanket over him. 
Yeah, absolutely. Drop, throw a blanket over him? Drop, yeah, probably throw one. Throw a towel over him. It would be probably easier to throw it because you're probably not dropping much. Because they're, they're seven foot one, <laughs> both of them. <laughs> throw a towel over the... Throw, throw a blanket over him. It's throw a blanket over him because that's, hap- that's what they say when there's a really close finish in a horse race. That's right. Yes. It is? It is. Throw a blanket over him. I think it sounds a bit rapey. <laughs> Could even be a towel or something. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Well, <laughs> depends. It'll, at least you didn't say throw a cum rag over because <laughs> yeah, that that would be a lot. That would mean you're finished. That would have been yes. <laughs> Edit. Next, uh, well, most, most improved. Well, I've already kind of thrown Darius Garland in because mm. he's gone from someone that was like a bit of a meh high draft pick. I think it was like a number five or six draft pick by Cleveland, and in the first two seasons, didn't really show a, a whole lot. And this year has been fucking incredible and it actually was an all-star. Um, I'm going to get a bat for one of my guys, although he's been injured really? now and he's going to he's probably falling out of contention, is um, Anthony Simons from the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, that's true. So Lillard only played about a quarter of the season and we've been tanking hard, but Simons has looked like a future all-star as well. He's been excellent. He actually, you can really tell that he sat behind CJ McCollum and... Lillard for the last three seasons because he plays just fucking like him. Yeah, he's a carbon copy almost, just more athletic. Like he can, he can really fucking high rise and he can get to the to the cup Mm. um, quicker and more athletically than CJ. But he plays just like mini CJ and mini Dame. Um, There was another one I was thinking of the other day, and um, I just can't remember who it was now. I think I think Ja Morant will also get consideration for that. Um, And the other guy that's Statistically, his his um, points per game have gone through the roof. Has been Gary Trent Jr. as well to, at Toronto. GTJ, yeah, GTJ. But he's a he's a bit of a long shot. I would probably say Darius Garland at this point. Right, I'm gonna go with my boy Dejounte. Man, he's had a fucking great season. Mm. It's it's must be just getting popped. It works. You just gotta hang in there with those guys. Yeah, he yeah. has to be patient, bro. Oh yeah. And you, you've only been fantasy for fucking yeah. years. Yeah. You've had to be patient because it's always been there. Yeah. Like four years ago, you could see you're like, if this dude just could play 35 minutes, he's going to average 20 points, eight assists, 10 rebounds. Like, be like a Westbrook guy, but without being fucking... With steals and... With greedy. <laughs> and actually composure. play defense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he has had an incredible season. Mm. He's actually... I was saying before about Jar Morant and Joker being my favorite guys to watch. It sucks that... San Antonio have sucked fairly yeah. hard, but I really like watching Dejounte play. He's one of my favorite favorite guys to watch play. Um, but his stats are gone, and he was an All Star this year too for the first time. Yeah, so Still that's actually a good pick, man. And Miles Bridges. Yeah, well, he was the early season. He was the one that jumped out of the gates that yeah. really kind of took everyone by surprise. He's those roster gambles when you're doing your draft. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then he, he plays really well for the first three games. Go, yeah, I knew I was right. Suck a dick, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, when you're in fantasy, that's it. When you're in, in fantasy, fantasy with that, with a guy like that having in a fantasy league, you go, and a guy comes out like that and really fast start, you think, do I fucking cash in now yeah. while he's killing it? I never cash in. I always think it's going to last well, forever. Well, I, f- I fucked up <laughs> the year before because I had Julius Randle. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, you did. And he, he was killing it for the Knicks last year. Not so much this year. He's actually sucked a little. Well, not sucked, but he hasn't been as good this yeah. year. But last year, he came out and he was crushing it. Like, for the first couple of months, they were talking about him being a Dark Horse MVP candidate. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, it's fucking Julius Randle. There's no way this dude can keep doing this. So, I flicked him to one of our most hated competitors in our fantasy league. Oh and he kept it up. So, that's the, that's the problem. Most times, I get a fast starter and I think I hang on to him and then he just nosedives. But Miles Bridges has been... 
he would have to be in the top five. Absolutely. That's actually a good pick. I, I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rookie of the year. This is a really tough one, man. I'll, I would have to say the two leaders, based on what their team's records are, would be Evan Mobley and Scotty mm. Barnes. Yep. I think they both will go close, although... Recently, Cade Cunningham starting to average a fair few. Like he's starting to hit twenty and ten a lot, um, and he's the number one pick. But I think they might overlook. The, normally, traditionally, the rookie of the year will mostly go to the rookie that averages the most points. They look at guys who have been really ex- explosive scorers, yeah, um, which suggests maybe Cade Cunningham. But I think that they'll look at how. On those advanced defensive metrics that they do, like the defensive possessions, oh, points yeah, per yeah. possession, all that kind of stuff, Evan Mobley is like second to Rudy Gobert or something. Like, and his his um, defensive stats at the rim are almost better than Rudy Gobert. So he's even been sp- spoken about as a dark horse candidate for defensive player of the year, Evan Mobley. So he might go close to winning it. I would probably pick Scotty Barnes. Yeah. He has been killing it. And he has... Um, <laughs> what does Jake call him? Oh, I don't know. He just keeps adding names to make him sound cool. Oh, Scotty, Scotty Pippen Barnes. <laughs> Scotty Pippen... Scotty Pippen um, LeBron fucking Barnes. <laughs> um, he, he has been amazing. Um, I would probably pick Scotty Barnes at the moment over Evan Mobley. The dude that was on his way to snatch it towards the mm. end but then has been injured has been the Aussie boy, Josh Giddy. Yeah. Giddy was killing it for about two months straight. And then I think OKC went, whoa, 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 we need to tank. Yeah. We've got a thousand picks. We need to make sure one of them is a top three. Yeah. So, um, but he was, Josh Giddy was excellent. Um, the all rookie teams going to be interesting because there's actually been quite a few good rookies this year. Franz? Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner has been a real, really good um, addition for the Magic. Um, I'm trying to think. He threw one down. Was it yesterday or the day before? Oh, he's had a couple of big. He's he's shit on a few people this yeah. year. He has got some hops for a white boy. Um, he European, actually, hey, European. Yeah, he um, German. You know, <laughs> they're very aggressive by yeah, nature. Yeah. <laughs> I've started a few. Issues. Yeah, um, he um, yeah, he's he's thrown uh, a few decent size um, slammer jams in people's faces this mm. year. Um, but I think yeah, I'm going to go Scotty Barnes. Who who are you going? Oh. I was looking. I like Evan because I drafted him. Yeah, and then traded him to you for yeah. the cents and the dollar. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, lad. Gordon Haywood. Yeah, Gordon Haywood. <laughs> hey, that was me cashing in early because he was averaging forty-two or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I had no small forwards in the eighteen centers. Yeah, I did. I did. I'll get rid of the there. one with the most upside. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm going Scotty Barnes. You're going Mobley. Yeah, Mobley. I mm-hmm. like Jalen Green too, though. He's starting to show off now. Mm, it's a bit late. Yeah. At the start of the season, he looked pretty bad. He, That's he a looked, big thing though, isn't it? Uh, yeah. The, um, the rookie war. Yeah. Around All-Star break, people fall off. Yeah. And a few of them have, but a few of them have gone actually better since the yeah, All-Star yeah. break. Um, but no, I, I think Jalen Green long term is a good, a good player. The only thing that bothers me about him is he reminds me a lot of Minnesota Wiggins, where yeah. he can be just... He could score 20 points a game, but do nothing else. Yeah. Like empty box score, no defensive stats, no nothing. No one likes an empty box. And then, no, no, I like to fill my boxes as much as possible. All the boxes. And he also, um, he'll disappear randomly. Like, he'll have a monster game, like 30 points, and the next game he'll have four. And um, so that's, he's just, he's got a bit of uh, Minnesota Wiggins, not Golden State Wiggins, because that's no, no, much no. improved. Mini-wig. But mini-wig. What about Kaminga? 
Oh, dude. He's, you know, out of all of them, out of all the rookies, he's probably got the most upside. Yeah. He's just buried on a really deep team. Yeah. Maybe now that Steph's out, he's going to play a bit more. Mm. But when Draymond was out, when Clay was only playing every second game and he was starting, yeah. fuck, man. Incredible. Like a defensive like savant. He is incredible. You know, the other dude that's been really underrated, and I think he was undrafted, is um, is it Herb, Herb Jones? Yeah, Herbie. Um, for New Orleans. New Orleans. He is like, he, he went from nowhere. From, I think he was undrafted. No, drafted 35 overall. Oh, was he? Second round. He's been incredible. And again, another one of these just defensive masterminds. He's incredible. Just massive wingspan, blocks everything that comes near him. So, um, but yeah, Kaminga, I think, might have the biggest upside of everyone in the in the um, in this rookie class. Yeah, cool. So, what, what did I say? Who did I say? You went Mobley. Mobley, yeah, of course. All right, all right. You, you keep track of all these. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, because it's really important to know when you're wrong. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Scotty Barnes. Go, Scotty Barnes. Um, Defensive Player of the Year. That's this is the most boring one. And Go Bear keeps getting it. Why? I know. He is. He does change. He does. He, he yeah. does do a lot of damage. I think this year it'll go to Bam Adebayo. Emotional damage? Yeah, emotion. I'm going to try. Can you say it properly? I can't do it. Emotional <laughs> damage. <laughs> you got to uh, hold the inflection. Yeah. Go, emotional damage. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Nah, that's close. Yeah. I, um, I don't know about defensive play of the year outside of, I think, the usual suspects. So, yeah, Go Bear will obviously. Factor, or I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna go for I think Bam and the bio this year. Oh, yeah, Bam just he can get out and guard perimeter players better than Rudy can. Rudy does all these damage defensively in the that um, was a big in the key, wasn't it? People getting tired of Rudy, Rudy winning it. Yes, I think there was, um, not last year, the year before, saying Ben Simmons should have won it because he can guard five positions, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and look, and Ben, um. That that kind of defensive prowess is really sought after these days. Some, look, someone like the, Jones from New Orleans, we were just um, talking about before, and Evan Mobley, even though they're rookies, I think they'll go close to being named into the all-defensive teams. Like the smart. one too. Smart's close, man. He was my other one. So the three that I'm thinking were Gobert, Adebayo, and Smart. Mm. It's traditionally won by big men. There's only been a few um, guards and wing players that have won it, like Jordan won a few times. And I think LeBron? LeBron, LeBron's won one, I think. He fucking wouldn't win it this year. He'd win the worst defensive player no, of the year. I think he's never won defensive player of the year, hasn't he? I thought he won it once, maybe. I'll have to Google that. I mean, I just have to think about that for a bit. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Bam, although I think Marcus Smart is very, very close. Marcus Smart would have to be, if you're doing an MVP on each team... Um, even though one would probably look at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown for the Celtics, I think Marcus Smart's probably the most important and valuable player on the Celtics. He, um, what's that lunatic that plays for Clippers? Pat Pat Bev. Pat Bev. Oh, he's at Mini now. Oh yeah, that's and right. he's actually helped Mini. Like yeah, that, they needed right. every team needs a fucking psycho like that. Yeah, every team. Draymond. You had like Rasheed Wallace with the Pistons. Like, and with every good team needs someone. Chris Paul's a shit stirrer for fucking Phoenix. Like he's. Yeah. You need someone who's going to... Rodman, Meta World Peace. Yes, that's it. You have a look at all of the good teams, the dynasty teams. Bruce uh, Bruce Bowen, was it, for the San Antonio Spurs? When they oh, won all yeah, that. Yeah. Everyone fucking hated that dude because he was a dirty prick. But every team needs one of those dudes. Um, and Marcus Smart is that guy for, for the Celtics. He's, he's class. He's got an air of class about him, Marcus Smart. He's not the psycho like 
Pat Bev. He well, he, he's toned it down. He, he used to be. Yeah. But he's he's a lot better these days. Mm. But um, no, I, I think I think that would be the three. I I, I I do think there's probably voter fatigue for Gobert. I don't think that, I don't think he'll get it again. No. So probably Adebayo, maybe Smart. Right. But I'm going to go Adebayo. Yeah, I like smart. We'll give him a go. Go give smart. Go guard. Go give smart a go. Yeah, give smart a go. All right, that's enough to talk about basketball. What about, well, enough to talk about positions and awards and stuff. How stupid is it to see Kyrie Irving being allowed to sit in the stand without a mask, but not allowed to play without being um, vaccinated? Doesn't make a lot of sense. Not now. Look, I no, exactly. I'm 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 pro-vax. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm you know I, I trust science. I don't trust fucking YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. However, um, things like that, situations like that, is what feeds conspiracy theory. Yeah. Because it doesn't have, there's no common sense. <laughs> and then people go, oh, there must be something more to this. Yeah. No, it's just a stupid fucking rule. Yeah. He could, he walked into the Barclays Center and sat in there as a fan the other day. Yeah. yeah so, and he yeah. couldn't play the game. And that, that's just fucking ridiculous. That is yeah. stupid. It just, it makes what they're trying to achieve. I mean, when I say they are trying to achieve, what people, politicians and, and, and governments are trying to achieve globally with stopping the pandemic makes them look fucking foolish. But it just goes to show, you can't beat money. Yeah. So the NBA wants people to play and that's costing billions of dollars a year in revenue and all that sort of thing if they weren't to do that. Yep. Um, politicians, whether they think it, whether it's the right thing or not, they're, tr- they're trying to do the right thing. Yep. But they just can't beat that. So all Quarry has to do is sit there and say, look, these guys are getting paid millions. Exactly. And they're playing. So there's a different rules for people. What's going on? It's going to be interesting to see when they lift that. Because if they lift it right before playoffs, there'll be a conspiracy. Then the fact they lifted it, it's the Kyrie, Kyrie Irving rule. Mm. They'll call it the Kyrie rule. Um, I, I don't know. Like the, from what I've been listening to and reading about the mayor of New York about lifting those mandates, it, he's got a lot of fucking pressure to do it. Mm. And it's mainly because of sports people. And I think there's a few New York Yankees in the same boat as well. Yeah, one, right. of, one of the big Yankees um, players, I've forgotten his name now, I think it might be Judge. Jose? Yeah, <laughs> you're not generalizing, are you? Um, but he, I think one of the big, yeah, one of the big players for the Yankees is unvaxxed and is same in the same boat. He could he could go and watch them, but he just can't play. So, um, and he's on about 120 mil a year or something because yeah. yeah, baseball salaries are, are they fucking the, are they stupid. Contracts? Yeah, they do. Yeah, really long contracts and big big money. Yeah, but it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and then Kyrie got fucking no, the the Nets got fined because he walked in, he went into their dressing room after the game. And that breached the mandate. He apparently they just all forgot because he was at the game and he was just like, "Oh yeah, good game, guys. Yeah. Uh, where to go? I'll see you on the road." And then yeah, got got fined. So yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think? So did you tell me who your your thoughts were on uh, who's going to win each conference? Uh, Phoenix and I think, oh, I think Boston. They're the hottest team at the moment. Yeah, you can ride that wave, man. That's right. That's right. You can so, ride that wave. Well, we forget how close it is to the end of the season. Yeah, there's only two weeks to go. Yeah, you can. You get that momentum is a motherfucker. Yeah. It's hard, it's easy to lose, hard to gain. But once you've got it's it, the fifth, aren't they? Yeah, they are at the moment. But they were they were they were circling around like eighth and ninth for most of the season. That's just how good how tight that conference is, though, isn't it? It is. Um, Marcus Smart has been playing out of his fucking mind lately, um, but so is Tatum and Brown. I think they've finally settled into the last couple of years. I think Brown and and um, and Tatum were in this kind of your shot, my shot, your shot, my shot, yeah. and they were trying to 
be even Stevens with all their stats and all their all their shots and scoring. And it seems to me now that Brown's obviously said, right, if you're going to compare him to like a big three, like maybe Miami, he's almost taken, Brown has almost taken the Dwayne Wade route and said, you be Bron to Tatum, you mm. score, do all the fancy shit, I'll do whatever else is necessary. Yeah. Um, and they've had like, they had a few under, underrated signings like Al Horford went back to them in the off season and you think, fuck, he's washed. He's like 37 years yeah. old. But he just keeps turning up. Yeah. He is really good value, a good passing big man. Um, and then Robert Williams, the Time Lord, um, he's been fucking fantastic as well. One of the most exciting big men in the league. He's a, he reminds me a lot of Ben Wallace because he's really undersized. Really? Yeah, he's like six foot seven, man. He um He's six foot seven, six foot eight and, he's, and he like obviously plays center. So he's... Yeah. Well and truly outmatched height wise against these guys. How tall do you reckon Ben Wallace was? I think he was about six eight. He was about seven foot with his afro. Yeah, I'm going six nine. Hundred oh two hundred and six centimeters. Tick tick tick. <laughs> what's that? What's that in feet? <laughs> well, two oh one six seven five six six nine six nine. Is that yeah. Ben? Yeah. Is that and Robert Williams as well? I'm pretty sure he's about the same. But anyway, he and look, his skill set's very similar to Ben Wallace. Yep. Does not step outside the, the paint. Uh, I don't think he's attempted a mid-range or a, well, he probably has attempted a last-ditch three every now and then. But he um, he just blocks everything in, in his fucking side as well. Yep. What's, what's same Robert, height. Same height. There you go. Um, so, yeah. So, he's like basically reminds me a lot of, of Ben Wallace. Um, yeah, Boston's a, a good choice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a real fucking pussy. <laughs> I'm going to be a real fucking pussy and disappoint myself. Yeah, Chicago. No. Brooklyn. Really? Mm. I just... I think KD's on a mission. And I, it feels like he's he's been in what... He's been in Brooklyn now three seasons. He missed yeah. his first year because he's Achilles. He yep. came back last year and he was like... He stepped on the fucking line against Milwaukee for that three that would have won the game and yep. probably won the series. So he was a bee's dick away from actually going to the finals and probably winning it last year against Phoenix. Um, and he's been playing out of his mind. They just need to get cohesive. But see, they got so many good fucking players from from Philadelphia in that trade. Like they they got guys right. that they needed. But they needed a center. They got Drummond, right? Now yeah. Drummond, I fucking bag him all the time. But if he's your sixth best player or your or, or your big man off the bench, yeah, that's perfect. That's excellent. Seth, Seth Curry. I mean, he's he's the fucking lesser curry, but yeah. the dude's still, still one of the curry. best. Yeah, still one of the yeah, still the curry. Still one of the best three point shooters yeah. in the league. Um, you know, they they got a, a fair haul from Philly, and that really <laughs> deepened their team. Because the one thing that was bad about them was they weren't fucking deep. They were just when they had Harden, they had Harden, Durant, and, and Kyrie, and they had their next best player might have been that Bruce Brown or Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin is like completely washed, or you yeah, know yeah. what I mean, Nicholas Claxton. They were really shallow. Um, like I won't say. I was gonna say something. <laughs> something I was say. But yeah, they. Um, I, I don't know. I, I've got a feeling that they'll go on a big run. Yeah. Okay. And I, I feel like a fucking pussy saying that. But yeah, anyway, right. um, a team that's a fraud. It's a safe space. I know that you mentioned Chicago, but and it's been encouraging seeing Chicago good again. Mm. Like it was last year, seeing the Knicks good again. I, I like seeing these former they powerhouses. No, they won't. They got yeah. knocked out first round. Yeah. Um, I guess I should rephrase that. Not so much good, but just making the playoffs again. Yeah, um, yeah. Because you know, growing up in the nineties, there was always Knicks and Bulls in the in the playoffs, right? So seeing the Bulls back into the playoffs, that's good. But they're frauds. I don't think they've. I think they've only won like two games all season against teams that have got better records than them. Yeah, it's just well, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I feel sorry for Sacramento. Oh, just a perpetual fucking shit fight. Yeah. That trade was really weird. Yeah. So you look at it on paper and you think, fuck yeah, they won that because they get Sabonis, who's literally one of the best, mm. easily one of the best big men in the league. Um, one of the most skilled players, like full stop in the league. Like, great player. But then when you see what they gave up, and you see Halliburton, who not only is a good player, but Borough Report is an awesome dude. He wanted, he wanted, vocally said, I want to stay in Sacramento and build this team into a playoff team. Yeah. So everyone was thinking, and myself included, that it would be De'Aaron Fox that got traded. Yeah. And then that day came and I'm like, what the fuck? They traded their best young asset for a guy who's okay but might fucking bolt in two years' time. And they had what, Buddy Heald as well. Yeah, through Buddy. He, was he an expiring contract? I believe so maybe he's got one more year. I know he got paid a lot yeah, and I, yeah. I know he got paid a lot but he's also one of the best shooters in the league so yeah. you know Indiana Miles Turner's been hurt ever since the all-star break they've been missing guys Brogdon's been in and out of the, of the um of the lineup as well if they get a really good draft pick and they've got Halliburton healed Brogdon Miles Turner they've got a few other young guys who've been playing well in their absence too mm. they're gonna be a decent team in the next couple of years too Fucking Sacramento just blow themselves, shoot themselves in the foot. They constantly do it. Marvin Bagley over Luca. Oh, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, I just... And, and the thing was... I just... Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, Sacramento just cannot get out of their own fucking way. <laughs> they can't. The, worst, the most disappointing team in the league this year has probably been my Portland Trailblazers. They've been absolutely yeah. terrible. Outside the Lakers. The Lakers are a fucking dumpster fire and I love seeing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but Portland... Oh, wow, wow, we were. Yeah, been really fucked. What I'm, what I'm scared of as a Portland fan is we're going to get to the, uh, we're going to get a really good draft pick because we're tanking hard at the moment, mm. and we're going to pick that big seven foot fucking white dude from Gonzaga, Chet Holmgren. Is, oh yeah, he's oh, fuck. He's got matchsticks legs, and he just looks like an ACL or or a fucking snapped leg any moment he steps on the floor. And I think we're going to do it again. I'm really worried that we're going to do it again. We're going to pick another fucking injury-prone big man. Take the big, best player on the board. Fuck. Best player on the board. Yes, I hope. It's a hope horrible not. year. You, you had an epiphany. What were you going to say? Oh, um, Westbrook. Oh, Westbrook. How have we gone this far without saying know. that? I don't know. Oh, is we getting salty at fans? I mean, fuck him. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to... I don't really don't like people calling me that in front of my family. So we'll stop bringing you... You can either... Stop bringing your family to games and keep playing the same way you are or bring your family to games and play better. They're not doing that just to get in your head. They're doing that because you that's pick, what you do. Yeah, you shoot absolute fucking yeah. bricks. I've never seen a dude that's less self-aware than him. Oh, yeah. Like, you need an irrational confidence to be a superstar. I get that. Like, you see it a lot in soccer. Sorry, football. There's just irrational confidence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he... he I, I just... And he can't... Take a step back and think. Oh, geez, maybe I shouldn't shoot that shot. Yeah. Maybe it's a fast break, and I've got three, three on one. I shouldn't pull up and shoot a three when I shoot twenty eight percent from three. Yeah, fuck um, it, Hollywood, baby. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, exactly, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. He's gone home and he just thinks it's you know it's a UCLA again. Yeah. He has been horrendous this year. The stats outside of shooting percentages don't won't probably show it because he'll probably still average around twenty points and. Eight rebounds and nine assists. He'll probably average. I think he's still averaging nowhere near what he did a few years ago. But he's around that triple double mark again. So st- statistically, he'd probably look similar to someone like Dejounte. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But impact on the say. game completely fucking different. Yeah. Um. So that's where it gets a, it gets funny when you're talking to these Twitter heads sometimes on online who you don't do necessarily that, look you? the game. You do that. 
they just I do. I, do. I get into a lot of fights. Yeah. But they don't actually look at the game or the impact. They just look at the fucking data. Yeah, yeah. And they're just fucking nerds that go, well, he, he got 26 points and four four blocks and three rebounds and 17 assists. and uh, Yeah, but the fucking team lost by 30. Yeah, yeah. And that's the great thing too. The Lakers have been embarrassed so many times this year. That's horrible. They're not just losing by like two or three points. They're getting absolutely pumped by 30. And how much of that is um, LeBron's fault? All of it. They just gave him carte blanche to get whoever he wanted. Yeah. Um, it, you know, anyone that tries to say it's not all Bron's fault is kidding themselves because, well, for a multitude of reasons. One so is, one is that he, he created the roster himself. Mm. So he was vocal out there. He wanted Westbrook. He wanted Carmelo. Um, he wanted Dwight Howard to come back. He wanted all these fucking wash dudes. It was like he was playing NBA 2K09, yeah, like yeah. the 2009 version with all their fucking stats at 100. Yeah, no, it's 2022, dude. Like, yeah. you know, fucking these guys are all... Russell Westbrook was already showing that he was losing athleticism last year, you know? He's that's, losing that pop. That's what he's known for. Yeah, exactly. And that and that's how he gets most of his points because he used to bully people because he'd jump yeah. over them or through them. Yeah. But not only that, it, it's... This is going to sound a little bit old school, but it's also um, how you hold yourself on the court and how you yeah. look to your teammates. No one has worse body language when the chips are down than LeBron James. Mm. He just fucking sulks. I've seen games where they were still in it. There's still a minute to go that they might be down f- three points. Someone hits a hits a layup. It's fucking only a five point difference. His shoulders fucking slump. He starts pointing at dudes saying they've missed assignments. Mm. Nah, man, you're the fucking dude everyone's looking it's up to. By example, exactly. He just he and then he and then he passive aggressively trashes his entire team and organization in the press conference afterwards. Yeah. So it's it's all on him. Uh, the other thing is too Vogel of. When Vogel was the coach at Indiana, I was talking to Todd about this years ago. Mm. Vogel isn't a very flexible coach when it comes to adjusting on the fly. Yeah. When he was at Indiana, they had a really good team. They had Paul George and they had yeah. that's when Lance Stevenson and, and um Danny Granger. That yeah, was yeah. a fucking good team. They they could have almost won a title that team. But he was so structured with his rotations. You could, you just knew every game that Paul George would play eight minutes and then come out at the eight minute mark and then he'd come back in at this. They never and they never adjusted matchups. He rolled with. They'd be going up against teams who were really good in some aspect, and they would never. He'd never tinker based on matchups. Yeah, and he just doesn't think outside the box. He's a very. Van, very and a very vanilla coach. Yeah, right? Right. He just doesn't <laughs> outside of skin color. <laughs> um, he just doesn't, you know, do anything. Doesn't risk anything, right? And they got lucky in the bubble, really. Mm. Um, I mean, they deserved to win in the bubble, but the bubble was just an extraordinary circumstance where it was just fucking weird. It was another world. Yeah, there's an asterisk next to that championship. Oh, has to be. But um, yeah, no, it's it's Vogel would get some heat, but it's it's all on um, all on LeBron as far as I'm concerned, man. Yeah. F- fuck him. All right, well, that's a good way to end. It was nice to be back. Yeah, it is. It is nice room for activities now. We've rearranged everything. It is nice to be back. I need to put the door back on there. We should probably, yeah, absolutely, for a bit of privacy. 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 How do you say it? Do you say privacy? Privacy. I say privacy. You say privacy. 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 With a um, (laughs) umlaut on the umlaut. You love saying that. And a hat on the e. (laughs) You love saying that. Umlaut. You 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 say umlaut all the time. Yeah, I've said it twice Uh, (laughs) past week. You love saying that. I uh, I've enjoyed being back. Um, we'll try and avoid COVID and genital herpes. Well, I um, can't get it anymore. Uh, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get it? You thought, yeah, you I got it. 
Oh, really? Yeah. So you've had it? I've had it. I've, st- I've still managed to avoid it somehow. It's not much fun. Which is weird because I hang out at a lot of uh, trucker um, trucker stops <laughs> and things stops. like that, which is weird. Right. Only only because they have really great amenities. Well, you keep your mouth full or closed, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. They've got these great hot dogs that they stick through <laughs> the doors. Don't know what they put in that. We should have ended this a minute ago. I think it tastes like ranch. All right, bye-bye now. Bye-bye.